All right, welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside. Spencer's here. How you doing, good sir? I'm doing better. The weather's nice. What? You ain't like Chicago weather? I love Chicago. Didn't like the weather. It's cold. It wasn't that cold. It was not that bad. Let me remind you the fact that you said to me while we were standing in Ann Arbor that you'd rather have the ticket. You're going, to, you're going to take the ticket versus paying ten dollars for parking. It was cold. It was, it was, I don't wind. do well in the cold, right? I don't function in cold, but yes, it's, I get it. Was it. Cold. it was, but Chicago's a good city. It's a cool city. Chicago was a really cool city. I was a little bothered by the fact that people were still getting on that boat and riding around. <laughs> it, it was, was like twenty degrees it below zero. It was freezing out there. <laughs> that is funny. Um, before we get to where we are, I want to share. We're going to start a new um, segment in here called "Take It Personal," right? So, okay, when we are in Orlando, yes, and um, I took it personal. You took it personal, absolutely. I took it personal. There. Yeah. Um, but I saw something. Shout out uh, to Kali. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Innovative Keely, School, Keely, uh, yeah. Innovative School Summit. We'll be back down there in the eighth, then uh, end of June, and then out in Vegas in July. But um, why do people get stupid on vacation? I think it's a chance for them to let loose and free. And they don't just really think rational anymore. They just, just go with the flow. Well, I'm going to give you an example of okay. why I said this, right? So yes. in the Orlando airport, they got the, that tram car, that rail car yeah. that goes by, right? Now, you're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You expect the weather to be a little bit warm. This yes. lady was probably about 60, 65. She one with had, the mink? She had a fake chinchilla on, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, the, the problem is when you get on there, the, the door's closing. It's just, yes. The noise goes ding, 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 yes. right? So you know it's closing. Yes. So the lady, she's taking her sweet old time, not mm-hmm. rushing. She hears the ding. Yes. The doors close on her shoulders. Yes. Now, you would think you would try to wiggle your way out. You're either going forward or backwards, right? Uh-huh. She's just sitting there like this. And, like, the door was not not supposed to shut on her. Yes. So then the guy opens up the door. She kind of just walks on in there. I said, lady, you knew, you heard the thing. Like, why you keep going forward? Like, back up. <laughs> you so you said she had no common sense at all? Right? No common sense. And yeah. then we get off of there. Uh-huh. And we go down in an airport. You got all these signs saying ground transportation, run a car. Yes. So we get our bags. And me and this lady, we're walking neck and neck to each other, both talking about rental cars, getting a rental car. Yeah. See the sign with the yes. arrow pointing down? She's I like, think I was standing there. Yeah, yeah. she was She was <laughs> like, is that where yeah. the rental cars are? Absolutely, I said, that, yes. Don't, yes. That's what the sign says, yes. right? Like, why, why I, I would say maybe it has something to do with people being 30,000 feet in the air. Mm. Mm. So maybe during the course of being up so high that their common sense stays low mm. in the area, they just don't take it with them. I'm, or they didn't pack their common sense with them. I, I'm going to go with that. Or they're okay. just stupid, right? Because okay. <laughs> I went through TSA yesterday. Okay. And I went, I went through pre-check. I wasn't supposed to. I, mm-hmm. I, I gangstered my way into pre uh, okay. TSA. <laughs> you thugged your way through it. Right. So you were supposed to take off anything metal, right? And, yes. and your shoes and all this other dumb stuff, right? Yes. So... I'm sitting behind this one guy. He goes through. It beeps. All yes. right, sir, take your, your watch off. All right, takes the watch off. Do you have anything else metal on that might ring mm-hmm. up? No, I'm good. I'm good. Bing, bing, bing. Yes. Take your belt off. Sir, you got anything metal? Going? No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Bing, bing, bing. Got change in his pocket. Like, why yes. are people so stupid <laughs> on vacation? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Yes. It's crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, it has something to do with being on an airplane. This was before they got on the plane. They didn't pack their common sense. They left their common sense at home. People are stupid on vacation. Everyone, make sure you pack your common sense before you leave. I'm taking that personal. Stop stop being stupid on vacation. (laughs) 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 So listen, we are in 
the Mecca blueberry capital of the world. Yes. Hamilton, New Jersey. Yes, spelled with an O. With an O. <laughs> Make sure you have that distinction for Absolutely. sure. Um, and we are in Cassiano's, right? And this yes. coffee bar here. Yes. This is my old stomping grounds when I used to work here. Coffee. Good coffee. Got the coffee. Good, Good coffee. coffee. This is a vanilla hazelnut that you yes, got. Yes, yeah. She made a special blend for me. That's awesome. Course. So let's, why don't you introduce yourself to the people and what you do here. And Sure. Okay, so my name is Alma. I am a barista here. I started working here right when I started college, and I used to come to this place when I was back in high school. Like mm-hmm. I found this place freshman year of high school and have been coming ever since. Mm. So we originally opened our doors because our boss had a vision. Like she wanted to be a part of this revitalization for Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. Hamilton was completely different 15 years ago. Mm. I would only come downtown to buy bubbles from the dollar store that bubbles. was downtown. Bubbles. Yeah, bubbles and sidewalk chalk because I was like eight. Like. Bubbles, bubbles. Yeah, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we would only come, you know, to buy, like, small things like that. You know, we're young kids. Right. You can't, like, go out by yourself. So it would be mm-hmm. a group of us coming downtown to find something to do. Um, and then, like, after a while, like, we found this coffee shop. And, again, it was, like, Hampton transformed. A lot of small businesses were opening up. Time out. Back up. Sure. Back up, back up. You were coming downtown to find something to do. And initially, yeah. it was about bubbles. Yeah, initially, it started <laughs> off as bubbles. Oh. And chalk. And, and chalk. chalk. Sidewalk chalk. Like I was eight years old. But yeah, so Linda started this place because, you know, she really wanted to be a part of this revitalization. She mm-hmm. wanted to get involved. Um, so it was a conversation she had with her family. She's like, I want to be a part of this. At first, she wasn't really thrilled to be moving to Hamilton because mm. she actually moved into Hamilton with her husband because her husband grew here. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the name for Cashiano actually from the original Italian last name of her husband's grandfather, mm. whose last name was Cashiano. Mm-hmm. When they settled here, they had to switch it, you know, just to find a job. So that's when they switched to Cashiano. Mm. But for the idea of this place, they switched it to Cashiano, you know, the right. authentic Italian. We have a lot of Italian families that come through every mm-hmm. summer. And this is where they stop by because it's as authentic as you can get. I'm impressed, right? Yes. Because I never even knew that the, the story behind the name and why yes. it changed and all that. And like it changed and we have been open well we will be open for 11 years in November mm. oh wow okay. I've been a customer since 2010 mm. so I've been here for 8 of those 11 years oh, wow. Um, wow this place opened its stores in 2007 right oh. well listen I, I'm having a little technical difficulty so I'm gonna, we're going to get this thing up real quick Kareem can you go in there and give me another microphone because this thing keeps cutting in and out but um, we're going to continue what, what, what's your role here sure. So I'm a barista, and because it is a small business, we all wear many hats. So I do our human resources, our hiring, our training. I've done our training manual. I also am in charge of our social media stuff. Um, And I do half of the orders between me and my manager. So I'm five days a week, full-time, and I'm also at school two days a week, full-time. All right. Don't worry about it, Kareem. I'll I'll just hold it. That's awesome. And then, like, our boss, again, she wears several hats because we also have a subsidiary business right on 2nd Street, Kitchen 19, and that kind of supplies all of our food stuff because we needed more kitchen space. They also do, like, catering classes over Mm. there and, like, cooking classes with, like, shop chefs and a bunch of other, you know, local chefs. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's awesome. Huh. 
So explain the art that's on the wall. Yes. We have a lot of art. So we try to keep everything local, anything mm-hmm. from our bakery like items. It's all as local as we can get. So local bakers and even our artists. Um, the artist that we always have featured is Marina Tao, and mm. she features a lot of like you know local art pieces, like from Cape May all mm. the way down to Hamilton. And we tried to like you know make it a place to gather and to connect with people. Mm. Okay. So it's not just meeting for a cup of coffee, like because before then, like where would you hang out in Hamilton? Really, there's only really bars, maybe wineries. But there mm. was not a place for everyone to meet. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like when we started introducing the artwork, you know, to feature local and, you know, really value local. So mm. we feature a different artist every month. Typically goes hand in hand with the theme for Third Thursday. So Third Thursday, all the shops down here stay open a little bit later to get more people to come to the downtown area. Different shops have different specials. And we have an art reception for mm. our artists. And we actually do a press release in the newspaper for it as well. And we do sell all of the artwork here. I've mm. sold several pieces. And I know some people are like, why would you buy a $500 piece? I've sold several. So wow. It does pay off, and we're supporting local, which is what we care about here. That's awesome. That's great. Now, listen, I'm so proud of you. You know why? Because you look really, really familiar to me. Can you let the people know how we know each other? <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Josie here was my TV media teacher. You back were in, in the class, my- too? Back in right, my Listen, I had Hamilton so- locked down. <laughs> back like back in my sophomore like year of high school. And that year, I also auditioned to be in his homeroom, not because I wanted it. Wait, just whoa, beca- whoa, wait, 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 wait. So, you had to audition to be in his homeroom? Yes, home to be in his homeroom. So, so we had a morning announcements homeroom. So we have a whole, like, TV setup where we announce to the whole, um, you know, rest of the school. And I auditioned not because I wanted it, just because, like, I was there for moral support for my friends. So I auditioned. I saw him in class later that day, and he's like, I have a bone to pick with you. And I'm like, what did I do now? Mm. He's like, you could have been in my homeroom, but you don't really want it. You just did it for fun. I'm like, well, yeah, like, I'll audition next year. So I did it for real the following year. Mm. Um, but it was, like, a great experience. Taught me a lot. Did you miss out on anything from not being in his homeroom for a whole year? <sighs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I still knew all the people. It just meant I had to go to regular homeroom. And regular boring okay. homeroom. Well, thank we you for customers. being on one. We're back we on here. So. Sir, if you can slide over here, we need to yes. introduce you here. So um, what we're doing here, we're switching some things up on the podcast a little bit. And mm-hmm. we, uh, I'm going to call him our resident expert on sports. Yes. I know it's kind of... he's Dr. Like, he's, Kyle. Dr. Kyle. Dr. Kyle. I like it. You yes. have your own show called Dr. Kyle. Dr. Kyle. I won't, I won't yes. take that personally. <laughs> Dr. Kyle is here. Let's make some noise with Dr. Yes, Kyle. Dr. That Kyle. is now your new name on the podcast. I yes. love it. I love it. I love it. So this, um, I guess explain to some people your your background um, in sports a little bit. And I know we were talking a little bit off air about football. Um, I guess walk us through that process from uh, when you went through, you know, midget football and your, your father was like, you know, you can't play that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a... Uh, I grew up in a household where I was the uh, I was one of four, the only boy, had three sisters, so you know it was uh, tough. Had to had to get some thick skin early on, but my father was a uh, special education teacher, high school teacher, um, and he did that with the sole purpose of coaching football. Mm. Really didn't want to teach much; he just wanted to, coach. wanted to coach. So you know he learned after thirteen years that that probably wasn't the best reason to become an educator. Right, um, but. You know, growing up around that, that got me into sports at a, at a very young age. Uh, my father was adamant, though, like, like you referred, that I uh, couldn't play football mm. until I was old enough to basically hold my own. I was a smaller, mm. smaller kid, and you know how it is when they're younger. Um, 
they they say weight classes, but it's usually weight slash age. Right, and right. I was I was I was generally thirty plus pounds lighter than everybody else that was in my age. <laughs> so uh, you know, going across the middle when you're when you're sixty pounds playing against a bunch of hundred pounders, right. usually doesn't end up too well. Yeah. So I played one year when I was younger, just to kind of give me a little bit of a taste of it. Um, you know, I, th- I think my dad did it just to humor me, get me off his back. Mm. Uh, but um, really started playing football when I got into uh, when I got into high school. Mm. I went to Haddon Heights High School. Um, but I played football wasn't the only thing. I played baseball growing up mm. from, from the you know from my first some of my first childhood memories were, were on a baseball mm. diamond. Yeah, uh, played a little soccer growing up. Okay. Communist kickball we refer to it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but you know I I, I, I uh, I'm an equal opportunity athlete. Okay. I love them all. Mm. Uh, you know I, I don't you know I'm even down to little table tennis. Okay. Some pickleball. I know Nicole, my wife. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's the, all about pickleball, and what is she a pickleball. Uh, well, how do you really describe pickleball? Doc, all right, like? all right, doctor, you just can't be finding sports and just saying that you but, want to be listen, a Listen, pickleball is, is a really interesting sport. It's almost, almost like I want to say it's almost like tennis, sort of almost. It is. It is. But the net's lower. And you got it's like a paddle. Okay, the net is already low at tennis. I'm but it's not a tennis ball that you're you're using. You're though. using a wiffle ball, right? And it's and they're wooden rackets. And it's essentially a tennis court inside, and you're and you're smacking a wiffle ball over. It's it ain't nothing but right, tennis. Where do I find these? Was it gym ball class. courts? Gym, gotta, gotta gym, go, you gotta go back to gym, gym class. class. <laughs> they actually gym. do have pickleball courts, don't they? Out in Ocean City, I believe, or somewhere out there. I think there's pickleball courts. Ocean there. City I, has a whole lot. I've I, ha- I haven't joined. I haven't joined that league yet. I'll have to keep my eye open. That's next on the list. The doctor is. Let me do my homework. Pickleball league. The pickleball league near you. That is interesting. Yeah, but it's you know it carried on. I went to college. I went to Rutgers University. I played football at Rutgers. I was a walk on. Hmm. Um, so you know, I now this, more, is more, this is different. The last two guys that we had on here, well, actually three, right. were actually like three, four star players. Explain your experience. Well, I was about to say because I, I was I probably about a point, too, point, so. a point two star player. I wouldn't even give myself a one. Right. Um, but I, I mean, truth be told, what happened was when I came out of high school, I, I had some smaller schools that were looking at me, and I had some offers from. Mm-hmm. Even a couple of one double A schools, but I had my mind set that I wanted to go to a big school, and I wanted to—I mean, really—I just wanted to play in front of a big crowd. Gotcha. I wanted to be part of that whole thing. Um, and and uh, Rutgers was the only opportunity that presented itself. Okay. I wasn't even asked to go there. My father actually filled out the application for me and told me that he did it. <laughs> um, and I went. <laughs> so I showed up in my my first my first um, semester on campus. I found out about the walk on tryout. Mm. Showed up. I was the only. Probably the smallest kid there, and uh, I mean, probably about 55, 65 kids showed up mm-hmm. and just ran around, called a few passes. I got a call back a few days later and said, Hey, can you clear mm-hmm. your schedule from 11 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. every day? We want you on the team. That Every is awesome. Day. Now, that's a little different. Maybe Temple was a little ghetto uh, in terms of their process because it was like I signed up and was like, All right, I'm going to play football. They were recruiting me before, but I decided to go out there. And it was like, All right, practice is at such and such, such and such time. Let's just go. And I had the, there was no tryouts or anything. It was just like, You just go out there, put your helmet on, and <laughs> roll on down, see what you can do. Right, yeah. right. It's I think it depends it, on the success of the program. Because I'm pretty yeah, sure that I'm Notre Dame's a little different with their process of you, walk on. You ain't seen the movie, Rudy? I did see the movie, Rudy. Yeah, yeah a little bit, yeah. <laughs> that is very, very interesting. Well, welcome on to the show. Yes, Doc. I'm definitely going to be talking to you about sports a little bit, so get your thoughts together and everything mm-hmm. else. But we have another special guest in the building. Yes. Alicia Negron's in the building. Yes. Hey, hey. What's happening, lady? How you doing? I'm great. You're Sun's great. out. Feeling good. Yes. Did some yoga awesome. today. So, uh, I'm yeah. glad you said that because exactly what we're going to be talking yes. about. She <laughs> is a yoga slash Zumba mm. slash I don't know what else. She's a guru. 
guru. Oh, yeah. We got a doctor and a guru. Spirituality. <laughs> uh, we go back. We go way back to. Was yes. you in the homeroom too or no? No, I was in a team media class as well. <laughs> See that? I told you, you I had Hamilton on lock. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> I had it on lock. Born and raised in Hamilton. I came up to Hamilton preschool up until senior year of high school. That's yes. crazy. That is and you awesome. had my sister too. I did. I Tall did. As well. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. I've been here for a minute. You've been here for a hot minute. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. So um, explain to the people what you do. Yes. So I am a Zumba instructor and I am in the process of becoming a yoga instructor. But Zumba is my main thing. It's basically a Latin inspired dance cardio. So if you want to come and work out and not feel like you're at a like boot camp and you just want to dance and let loose this is the place to be at mm. so you're just having a good time and burning a lot of calories i think this is the perfect profession <laughs> for you oh yeah especially for me <laughs> for you she might just outgoing and full just of energy full of energy well like, she's a student that wouldn't sit down I, this, oh my god exactly. i get in trouble all the time exactly. i talk all the time exactly <laughs> i'm like can you sit down please yeah. i can't i got i have to move my body i can't sit still i have a diagnosis for that right? i was gonna say this this day and age you get medicated I'm, I'm on the holistic path so i don't mess with I'm on the, that's why i meditate uh, i didn't do today so that's why i'm all like perky. so what what got you interested in in this this journey so um after i graduated from college i went to rowan i decided to move to california yeah so i moved out to san francisco and then i was out there for a few years and I was in a really weird place. I didn't know where where I was going in my life. I was in like an office job and I'm like, mm-hmm. I cannot be in corporate. Like this mm-hmm. is not me. And one day I went to Dolores Park and there was like music and people dancing and I walked over there and it was Zumba. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> you started dancing. Of course, I joined in. And I was like, this is perfect. And I met the instructor and we got in contact, and one thing led to the next. I became an instructor out there, and started teaching in the same program wow. at that same park. That's and from crazy. And yeah, you and took from, over the program. I didn't take over. I took over. So I think I manifested it because the girl that was um, teaching, she just like left. Uh And I kind of like manifested that I wanted this spot and I got it. Did you make her leave? Yeah, she did. She she went on to other things. She did the shook night and had her over the bathroom. And I was like, listen, you want to leave this party? We're still good friends. We're going to Zumba convention in July in Orlando. It's a big thing. But that just, I just blossomed from there. And I was in a really dark place and it just really brought back myself again. Mm. You know, I was really lost Mm. and... Zumba just came to me mm-hmm. and just inspiring other people just really brought me to life. Right. And, you know, I, I connected with so many people and now I'm back here, but right. coming back here, Zumba blew up for me. Like gotcha. I have a huge connection. I've made so many students. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. It's a really good humbling feeling right. to yeah. just dance and right. be able to see your students like feel good and mm-hmm. I'll say sexy in their, in their own skin. And that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. in my eyes. Let's go back. Right? <laughs> Because I want to go back to, you said you graduated from college, you went into corporate, and you just was like trying to find yourself at that point. But to me, that's a natural progress yeah. with, with a lot of people. And I, and I think a lot of people go into school and they think that, all right, I got this degree. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go out here and do whatever the degree is. Yeah. That, you know, uh, Miss Kishan was here and was telling about her son. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was in corporate America big time. And it was just like, you know, this is not for me. I'm right. out and I'm yes. going. It's just an interesting process that I just think people need to understand that that is a natural progression. I mean, mm-hmm. I even went through it on my, myself when I went to TV. I was like, this does not feel right mm-hmm. at all. Like, I should be doing something else. Yeah. It kind of moved me to another space. Did you have that experience? I definitely had that experience. So, so, so again, I was on my way to law school because, again, I wanted to help young people. And I realized that, no, this, this is not going to be the way. 
sitting in the courtroom every day, all day, trying to defend them and get them another opportunity, you, you have to catch them all earlier. So hmm. for me, it was more so that, no, I, just, I don't want to do this. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. You have that experience too? I was going to say, what percentage of people would you actually say, you know, go through college with, with full intention of what they want to do, graduate with that degree, and then carry on a, a, hmm. a, a lifelong career yeah. in whatever their mindset was? I mean, it's got to be sub 50%. It's no, it's yeah. lower. I'll say lower than that. Yeah. That's I, 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 I'm in an industry that I didn't even know existed until wow. after college. Wow. So, That's crazy. Yeah, it's, um, they say the average person changes careers about seven times on the average before, before they go. So that, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to it. So where's your studio at that you work out of now? Yeah. So I, t- I actually teach at a yoga studio, which kind of worked out because I can take the classes mm. for free. It's a new yoga studio in Berlin. It's called Lavender Koei Yoga. Mm. I highly recommend it. They just opened it up in six months, and they are just killing it with the business. Mm. It's just, it's an amazing place. If you want zen, go there. So I'm teaching, like, beginners. What is zen? Yeah, go. I'm a Laker (laughs) fan. All right, so what is zen? Zen Zen is just, like... It's Phil Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Just tuning in with yourself. Triangle. Um, Triangle. A few extra passes. That's what zen is, right? Yeah, so everyone has their own way of zen. So for me, zen is... When I'm with myself and with my thoughts and I just tune in to how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and listening to my myself because mm-hmm. our mind is constantly re- racing mm-hmm. and or there are inner critic and making us feel like crap all the time. Mm-hmm. So Definitely that to me is when I sit with myself and really hear myself, mm-hmm. my true self, that's Zen. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you yeah. this. Can this Zen get me out of a conversation before like a basketball comes <laughs> on? <laughs> Can so, I use some type of Zen? So you could like um, I need intervention, so I don't have to talk. Focus on your breathing. For you can breathe for like, like do five deep breaths in, five mm. deep breaths out, and like focus your attention on one thing, and it'll keep you okay. In, paint the, a, in the me, present. Okay, I have to paint a picture for you. The game is about to come on, right? And then someone comes to you and say, "Hey, can we talk? Oh, can, okay. can I then go into my Zen mode okay. and start breathing deep?" So you're gonna be like, "Listen, I need a moment. This is my three, moment." Three, two, one, one, two, three. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you gotta just be real with yourself. Be like, "Listen, this is my time. I'll get back to you later." That's it. That works. It's your, in, my, in my house, it's usually followed up by a backhand. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen your wife lay hands on you. Or you should like put a sign up like, "This is my Zen time. Don't interrupt." While you're but then, watching the game. then I ain't gonna be able to watch the game because if I, you know, you're saying that your Zen time is watching the game is what you're saying. That, thought, that's you, what you're saying, right? I thought you were talking about before you even before had a to watch the game. The, the conversation is, can we talk? Right. Mm-hmm. The announcers are doing the pregame yeah, and they're yeah. saying, okay, let's get ready for tip off. And then, hey, can we talk? <laughs> tip off is happening in 30 seconds. That's when you breathe you're like, not at the moment. I'll get back to you later. <laughs> that come, works. Come see me at commercial. Once you're, if you have a calm mind, if you're defensive, then they're going to get defensive back. So just be like, let's talk later. Calm. Or you, can, or you can flip it on them and you can preach Zen to them real quick and say, why don't you take a moment and meditate on there your you thoughts? Go. Why don't you go do some yoga? Why don't you take a moment or maybe, you know, two, two and a half hours and, and think on those thoughts and, and, and we'll get back to Listen, it. Listen, Dr. Kyle, I want you to try it out. <laughs> try it out. Let, let us know. know. You are a taste let us, yes. There's a new yoga studio. Go check it out. Yes. Berlin. Yes. No, I think the Sixers come on tonight mm-hmm. or this afternoon. I want you to go home to your wife and yes. they want you to do exactly try what you want. And then report back to us and let us know how If how I can still speak after that I'll, I'll absolutely report back to you <laughs> I already know what Mrs. Murphy's going to say <laughs> and it's, it's not going to be made for TV no it's no, not, 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 not that's material. that's so funny <laughs> so you going from uh, Zumba to, to yoga like what's the connection meditation yoga what's the difference um, to me it's like a balance so like Zumba you're dancing you're using all your muscle and you're just going crazy mm. 
when you're done that, you got to remember to recover and take care of your body and stretch. So I balance those two out. So I'll be dancing, going crazy, you know, shaking, mm -hmm. shaking everything. And then you got to come home and you stretch and it just, you, then you're in your body again. Cause you have, cause if you don't stretch, your body just tightens up and you hold a lot of your, you know, motions, you gotta let it out. So it, it just, it's like a yin and yang. I'm in, the, like I said, in the spiritual mindset. It just balances out. And actually there's a yoga called booty yoga that has movement in it. Yeah, this is something I just got into Is it sponsored by Cardi B? I'm surprised it's not sponsored by Cardi B, but it should be. They play her music. So three weeks ago, I went to this class called booty yoga. I had no idea what it was, but I needed to check it out. And I'm so glad I did. Booty yoga is like you're doing yoga, it's like yoga fusion, but you are moving your body like crazy. Like, I don't know if I should say this, but you're a downward facing dog and you're like kind of twerking. And so, wait, like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what kind of studio is this again? So, but no, this is like, but you're doing like, you have like movements as well as like Indian tribe uh, movements. You're okay. like chanting. Okay. And you're playing. Wait, wait. Y'all can talk. Okay. <laughs> Did I go too far? No, no, you went far. No, no, no. So Should again, I bring you... dollar bills to this place? No. <laughs> no, this is a very, it's a woman, it's more for women. And it's about connecting us and being in a tribe and just like empowering one another. By twerking. Yeah. yeah. Empowerment through By twerking. Yeah, but right. you're doing a lot of hardcore workout. Like say you're on, you're like, about, you're doing push-ups to downward face dog. Push-ups, like you're using all your muscle groups and it's you're doing a squat, you're lifting your leg up, but you're feeling intense, you're sweating, you're screaming, and it's amazing. That is twerking. Just what you, and you got yeah, the twerking in there too. And she has some Cardi B playing too. So I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm, listen, I, I learn something new every single day. When you go home, go on YouTube and just check it out. Booty yoga. And just make sure your me. wife's not around. I'm about to say, yeah. <laughs> the cycle be blocked on my internet. I'll send you a clip of what, of what it is. Why be blocked on Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. It's very appropriate, probably. You get a phone call. I see you checking out that video. Yeah. <laughs> no, I blocked it on purpose. You know <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but this is what we're going to do. We're not going to go to the booty twerking thing. We ain't going to do that. But we're going to come to your studio and we're going to do some Zumba. Yes. You well, I think that me and Dr. Kyle need to go do some observations and make sure that this is appropriate. Four people. You I agree. To get I agree. Uh, let, me, let me stop. No, I got to stop at the ATM first before we get there. <laughs> yes, he's a doctor. <laughs> you watch Married with Children? I do. I'm Remember telling that you, episode where they had that dance studio next to the shoe place and they put them holes in, in the wall? Yes. Oh my God, that's <laughs> yes. hilarious. That's what we <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not what you expect. It's more so like. You just got to come check it out. You got to uh, take listen, it and check it out yourself. We're going to have to come check it out. I'll tell you what, yoga, trip. I, I've never done Zumba, but yoga, you know, yoga was one of those things that, you know, I, I think everybody has a preconceived notion before they first do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kind of look at it and they're like, oh, you know, yoga. It's very challenging. It is. Underestimated it like no other. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It is. It is. I've really never hard. tried it. What do you mean? I've tried it. You try yoga? I've tried it. And then, and I used to do it in the morning. And it made me feel better throughout the day, like yeah. physically. But there are some moves that are like push really, your body. really difficult. Push your body to the limit. All right. Give me, give me a move that's really difficult. Um... Downward the face hardest booty shaking. Yeah, the <laughs> hardest. Yeah. I would have to say twerk. for me. The downward twerk. <laughs> there is this pose. It's called pigeon pose. So you're basically. What? Have you ever heard of pigeon mm. pose? No. Your leg is like this, and your back leg is straight back, and you're just stretching for a good three minutes. Mm. You hold all your emotions on your hips, so you're feeling the, the pain, and you're feeling mm. a lot of emotion. It's a very challenging one. 
Why would you do that to yourself? It releases so Zen. much tension. Zen, man. A lot, of your, <laughs> a lot of your emotions are in your hip. Is that what you say? That's what a lot of the um, yoga instructors say, that we carry emotions in our hips. So, like, mm-hmm. if you feel, like, if you're in a pose where you're stretching that out, you'll feel a lot of emotion coming from it. Mm. Is that, like, pain? Like, your it's muscles pain ripping? And, but you got to listen to your body. Like, if you feel like you are in pain, you got to back off. But once you feel like your edge, you breathe into it, and you're like kind of like it's you're like you're okay. It's a mm. challenge, but you're gonna get through it. And then when you get through it, you're good. You're good. Yeah. No, no, doesn't sound like you're doing. <laughs> sound like you're going to triage. That's where it sounds like you're going. Get checked out. I want you guys to come and take a yoga class because you'll understand like what I mean. Are you gonna make us take a yeah? You should. That's going to be the next podcast we're going to do live. It's going to be in a yoga studio. I, I, I got a thing I got to go do. <laughs> so let's let's make this bridge. I know when I was playing sports and one of the things they wanted us to do was to clear our mind before the game and then and then also have a vision of what the first play in the first quarter is going to go. Did you have that same experience when you were playing at Rutgers or you kind of just was... Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people do it a different way. You know, you, you talk to a lot of people. You go into a lot of locker rooms where you have music bumping mm-hmm. you have you know whatever whatever the heck it is and everyone's kind of you know getting all juiced up and whatever right. whatever fashion that they, they find you know that works for them um i was kind of the exact opposite i kind of i like to go into the corner of the room mm-hmm. put my headphones on yeah. listen to some bagpipes or something bring it way down yeah. you know calm me down because then i'd find out you know when i when i get too emotional mm-hmm. you're out there for warm-ups and you're breathing you're heavy breathing in your pants and you're like what the heck's yeah. happening to me why yeah. am i this tired already so yeah. i try to Try to bring it all the way down and say, all right, let's, let's start with a clean slate. Like grounding yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was opposite. I played music because I, I saw it as fun. Like I knew I was going to have a career and I was going to make it to the NFL. So I wanted to just have fun. So mm. I would play music and just and, and be relaxed. In high school, I, you know, I was a quarterback, so I had to be focused. But at the same time, I wanted it to be fun. So I wasn't, mm. you know, the rah-rah, jumping up down, hitting myself in the chest and headbutting people <laughs> type stuff. But I still wanted, you know, I was listening mm. to my music and Ready to go, but you yeah. know baseball guys don't do that kind of stuff. Like no. baseball is a whole different type of <laughs> yard. Well, you don't have that's you don't, yeah. you, don't, that's you, don't you don't you don't have to be an athlete. You have to be a baseball player. Ooh, so. That's different. You're okay. saying baseball players are not athletes. not 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 necessarily. Oh Jackson, not necessarily. Oh Jackson, Bo Jackson. Yeah. No, Jackson. That's okay. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know John Cruff, what an athlete he was, right? <laughs> Deion Sanders, prop Tom. Yeah. But yeah. just to get back to that focus piece, mm-hmm. I think it's really important for us to do that in our everyday life as well. I try. I have a yes. forty-minute commute to work, so in my brain, I'm going through what I think my day is going to look like, hmm. and, and you know, get into that place. So when I walk in, because I know when I walk in, I'm oh, at yeah. the door, it's on. Mm-hmm. There ain't no yes. getting in my office, have some coffee, and, and you know, an hour later, then decide to work. They catch you yeah. in the parking yeah. lot. In the parking lot. <laughs> Remember yesterday? Man? It's even better. I get hit on because I got my email on my through my phone and the text. Mm. I'm getting hit on my way to work. Wow. Like you know, it's just it's just constant nonstop. You know, every, I have to have that that vision and have to be focused and ready to go in there. Or else, listen, I'll be all the emotions be in my hips and <laughs> I'll be in trouble up in there. Um, very very interesting. Yeah, I think my community is more like three, so I have to think about what it was that I said to offend somebody the day before you and how I can fix it. Avoid them potholes. <laughs> oh, them crack rims? Terrible. You said, what was that commercial? What was the commercial? Oh, with the guy, he was talking bad about the potholes. Yes, that's Kareem. He <laughs> talking bad about, about the potholes. Really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your diet. Do you have a special diet along with this thing or you just kind of do what you well, what with, you want to do? With Zumba, definitely have to balance it mm-hmm. because you're burning so much calories. So I'm all about meal prepping because I don't have time during the week. Mm-hmm. I do still have a 
corporate job, unfortunately. Mm. I'm trying to lean off of it, but I don't have time during the week to do it. So I like to I do my green shakes every morning. So it's just a bunch of like cucumbers, all green, green apples, right. just to give me all my nutrients that I need for the day. Does that um, work? It don't taste that good, but it works. I feel good. Oh, I mean, I feel good. Your <laughs> I mean, it's just I, because I'm not really a big salad person, which uh-huh. you would think I am. I'm not really into salads, mm. so that'll be my green for the day, and then I'll have a bunch of eggs in the morning, and I'm all. I don't know. For me, I'm about protein because mm. I'm petite, mm. so I gotta keep my muscle mass because I'm always burning it. Right. And Zuma, so it's a big balance. But I'm really just I'm really simple, like mm. grilled chicken with some broccoli. Um, if I want to be fancy, I'll do asparagus. It just mm. it just really depends on my week. If I want to do like where's the cheese a turkey enchilada, I'll do. Yeah, I want to know. Listen, yeah, but there's a balance. Don't get me wrong. I will eat a cookie a day. I mean, <laughs> at four o'clock, my sweet tooth comes and I get one. one, one I like a sleeve of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's before eleven a.m. No, tra- no, like <laughs> one cookie. Before I brush my it's teeth. It's a big yeah. one. This is every day. That's how I brush my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> But no, there's a balance. Like I'm not, Oreo, I'm yeah. not really like picky. Like I just, I don't like to eat processed food. I don't like to go to any fast food places. I'm really picky about what I eat. But mm. I want a nice burger. I'm gonna eat a nice burger. Mm. You know, it just, it's just a big balance. Like I'm Puerto Rican, so I eat rice and beans like every day. Like, but one cookie though, that bothers me. I know. Had like seven because of them. I did. Absolutely. No, the problem is I crash and then I can't teach my class and I feel like not that great. Oh. But the days I don't teach you Zumba, that's yes. different. I'll have you, gotta, like, you need yeah. to you need to condition your body to eat more cookies. So then that crash. True that. That is very true. And follow it with a soda. Listen, you'll get through. Yeah, but let me yeah. tell you. But the funny thing Muscle is, memory. one week, <laughs> this one time at work in my drawer, there was a big thing of Oreos, and I literally went through it in like a couple days. So yeah, if I had a bunch of cookies in front of me, mm. I would eat them all. But I I only buy them because they're like two bucks a cookie. I'm not gonna be spending in like six bucks mm. on a cookie. Mm. If it was a big thing, I'd be eating all of it. Trust me. So how often do you teach at Zumba? Or I any teach three days a week. Three? It used to be five, but I had to break it down to three. Mm. That's a lot of yeah. workout five days a week. Yeah. That's high demand. Burns you out. Mm. Sounds like it. So how can people sign up for your class? So well, I teach at the, the Lavender Curry place. I also teach at Echelon Health and Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come in as my guest for, I think, for 10 days. So mm-hmm. you can come in for free for 10 days. Try the gym out. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking at like 10 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> 10 minutes. Like come every day. It's a it heavy out. investment. Yeah. <laughs> Not just for Zumba, but to try out the other classes. And they have a lot of um, good group fitness classes yeah. and a lot of personal trainers. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah. don't, don't get offended if I walk out and you see me almost about it's, to pass. I out. don't take it personal. I've learned to not take it personal. Like people walk out and they're like, "You're too fast for me." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Do you track them down? Because I know you have the speed to catch people. I'll find them on Facebook. I'll be like, "So what happened?" Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's out. My DM blowing up. <laughs> yeah, like, why'd you take my class? But no, I know when I see my students are like dying. I'm mm. like, "All right, time to turn it down mm. because they are going to kill me." Are there some basic mm. moves like I never did it before. Like, and I've seen your video. And I, yeah. it. I was like, yo, she going in. I don't know. I can't keep up with that. Uh, there's no basic moves. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, like, those are more, like, intermediate mm. style, I guess. But, like, my beginner class that I'm doing, it's all modified. Mm. I'm cueing the whole time, mm. and I'm slowing it down. So, if you're doing salsa, I'm not going to be going mm. crazy. I'm going to be, this is one step, move it in. Mm. And then we start going fast until I know that they got it. Mm. Because mm. it's not about me. It's about them, you know? So, man, what I saw on, online was an intermediate class, basically. You, Pretty you, it's that's, higher level? That's what I'm saying. That, Not to say higher level. It's more more experience. Like, they've done the class for like a year. They know gotcha. my style. They know the choreo. So mm-hmm. that's what I know. I could keep going high. Gotcha. But when it's all beginners, I'm like, 
I gotta break it down a little. Mm. It's yeah, all about your students because it's not about you know when you're a teacher, it's not you're not the star. Mm. You gotta, it's about them. Uh, no, <laughs> I think that when I'm doing my class and presentations, <laughs> I am the star. Yeah, 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 of course, but you don't want them to feel intimidated when they see a girl dancing and killing it. I want them to feel good. Like, just step up, step up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody failing the class. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you teach? I'm a school counselor. Oh wow! So when I go to classroom, I am the star. You I, are the star. I am yeah. The star. <laughs> Give me some respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you need. That's why everybody that's leave right. out of there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they got to go to yoga after that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Zen, absolutely. Yeah, fun Zen. Oh, man. I'm going to switch gears over to Dr. Kyle. Yes, Dr. Kyle. I like the Dr. Kyle. Mm-hmm. You do need your own Dr. show. Kyle. Dr. Kyle. Have his own show. Yes. Listen. I'm not making nearly enough money in life for that Dr. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nobody needs. I got to evaluate a few things when we walk out of here today. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Well, talk sports real quick. We got yes. the NBA uh, playoffs going on right now. My squad is a Sixers, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to know: you guys think that the Sixers going to make it all the way to the finals and, and win this thing, or they can, they, can, they can beat Boston? They can beat Boston. You think it's going to come down to Boston? They can beat Boston. Hmm. What about? Do you think they brought Embiid back too soon? No. 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 No, he's come on, you heard him the other day. He's got like fifty of those masks, so he'll be all right. He'll be good, yeah. My, I was watching a game with somebody and he was like, Why you got that mask on? Like he has to wear it obviously mm-hmm. in order to play. But um I don't know. Is it, he broke his nose, why did he have the mask? Yeah, fractured fractured his orbital orbital. Mm-hmm. He took a um a shoulder, coincidentally from Markel Fultz who was out for mm-hmm. fifty eight games. His mm-hmm. first game back, mm-hmm. four minutes into the game, he put a shoulder right into Embiid's face. Wow, he's seven foot. I think he was going down for a ball. ball. It was a weird play. Mm -hmm. It was one of those plays when you watched it, you were like, we're snake bit. (laughs) The only thing I don't like is that when Embiid's on the court, like Simmons' game goes down a little bit. I feel like Embiid's trying to be the star too much, but I feel like it should be Simmons' team. It it is, but but the counter to that, you know, you saw during that stretch when they were winning a lot of games that it was Simmons' team. Mm Mm-hmm. But you saw a good defensive team in Miami in mm-hmm. that second game the other night game, that yeah. made adjustments yeah. and figured some things out. Gotcha. And you need that inside presence. You need balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Balance is really when you're not when you're not when you're not when you're shooting the lights out. Mm-hmm. You know you live and die by shooting mm-hmm. the lights out. And when you have a game when you go ice cold, mm-hmm. where they figure out how to you know play some play defense, defense on the perimeter. All right. All right. You need you need some kind of inside presence. And and as as much as we all love Simmons. That's, that's not his game. game. They don't yeah. anybody well, else. I'll say this. It's a good thing that they're in Philadelphia and not in L.A. <clears throat> because they would put a microscope microscope on those two and they would blow it out of proportion. Mm. So for Simmons, he has to realize that he's Kobe. Mm. And he has to play Kobe's role, mm. which is to get everyone else that's involved, involved before he decides to take off. Now, Embiid, he's such a dynamic player that he really needs to go in that post and start to dominate. He needs to. But he stretches the defense, too, with his outside shot a little bit. You have to respect his, his three and ability to shoot a little bit. He hit three of them the other night. Yeah. yeah, but three out of how many? After a while. Well, they all beat. shoot a lot of threes. Then I watched last night, I watched the game with Miami. I'm sorry, with um, Cleveland and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I watched them shoot themselves out of a victory. Mm-hmm. They just kept coming down, and shooting shoot, threes. Shoot. The man of games changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they went, like, for the last five minutes of the game, they went, like, oh for, like, nine. Mm-hmm. And out of those nine shots, four of them were threes. They just mm-hmm. kept shooting. They just kept shooting. That's why there's no That's why there's no safe lead in the NBA, either. Mm-mm. They were yeah. 17 yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 Did you watch the game? 
No. Mm. I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, it means something when the NBA is the only league that offers a, uh, a, a television package that tunes in just to the last five minutes five of every minutes game. game. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's, that tells you a little something right there. Yeah, yeah, that is good. true. That's a great so, point. So, so, so talking about roles and, and how everybody you know fits on this team, what's your, what's your thoughts when LeBron comes to Philly next year? What do you think? Uh, Ooh, what, what's, well, what adjustments is Simmons going to have to make at that point? He's going to have to pack up and leave. <laughs> you think so? You can't have two people occupying the same space at the same time. I think LeBron has to change, has to adjust his game. Okay, you're because, talking about because a, because he's capable of doing. It. You're talking about a, a not even a star, a mega star. But he can. But LeBron can play. That, Le, be a regular star. LeBron can play any position on the court and be and, and be and be probably arguably a top three player in the league mm. at any position Let on the court. Let me ask this: How many movies do they make in Philadelphia per year? Just give me a number. Ten, five, three. L.A. We bought three, four hundred. <laughs> A million movies. I don't understand <laughs> the connection with you in L.A., how that happened. Oh, LeBron's yeah. going to TV. He already, so? He's already producing movies. He has a house. Absolutely. He should live in you have, I don't want him. You got have him. I want him. Take, take him. Yeah, we don't need him. No, we don't. Wait a minute. You bought it up. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, be in the, we'll be in the finals this year. You think so? We will so be. The oh. Sixers are going to the finals. Yes. According to Dr. Cobb. I agree. I second that opinion. Yes. Mm. Nice. I don't agree. I don't think it's going to happen. Where do you see him Why? getting bounced? I see them making it to the East of, uh, Finals, and I think it's going to come down to coaching. I think I think what you saw in Miami when they made that adjustment, I don't that adjustment is going to be tenfold when you're in that Finals, and I don't think the coach of the Sixers is at that level yet to be able to make those counter moves that he's going to need to make. I agree, but I disagree because some of the fact that although you you have the coaching, Philadelphia has superior players. And True. the veterans that they have around them are making really mm. big shots. I've never seen J.J. Reddick go to a hole. J.J. Reddick. I thought Marco Bellinelli. Oh. I didn't even know where he was. He just, he just showed up one he's day. still in the league. He's yeah. one of the best off-bound shooters you've, uh, yeah. you know, you've but, seen. But I will say that the team that they may have a problem with is probably going to be Toronto. Yeah. Toronto's playing They're lights tough. out They're basketball tough. right I'll now. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, and we were talking about being outcoached and, and, and Brett Brown potentially being in a position where, where he's – not quite at that level of being able to make the adjustments. I mean, we saw a young team. I mean, they are a young team. They've got mm-hmm. some veteran presence, but but by and large, they're a young team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they it, it took them one game in the playoffs mm. to mentally make the adjustments necessary. You don't see that see out that. of kids. Mm-hmm. You don't see that, kids. Mm-hmm. And they're only going to get better at that as they go on now. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have another question, and I was talking to a young person about this. Lonzo Ball is... 20 years old? 19, 20 years old? I think so, yeah. He's so young. Yeah. He did one year. One year. So, okay. These guys that are coming out to be, I guess, freshmen. Mm-hmm. They're they're following, I guess, what was going on the last 10 years where everybody was holding their kid back. Mm-hmm. He's a 20-year-old sophomore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's switch gears on that real quick. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. What, yes, what's, what's your feeling? And, and this is actually great as well, as you guys are both educators. What's mm-hmm. your feeling on the one and done? I can't stand I it. I don't like it. I can't stand. I don't, it. I don't like it. Get rid, get rid of the college mandate. These guys want to. These guys want to go. Let them go. That's this mm. basketball. Or, or change it to the football model. Well, I don't like the football model either, because again, what you're making players do is something that they don't want to do. We just got finished talking about how long it took us to really find our own path. Mm-hmm. But now you're forcing me to do something that I don't want to do. Right. School is not for me. I want to play sports. Yeah. I did the mandate. I did the minimum what the state is requiring me to do to get a high school diploma. Mm. So why are you forcing me to do something that I don't want to mm. do? The, the, the counter to that that I would have. From a basketball standpoint, absolutely 110% agree with you. From mm-hmm. a football standpoint, that can't happen. It's it's a physical, yeah, it's a physical difference. But here's the thing: if you know, as a scout, 
you're basing it off of potential. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is that in three to four years, this kid is going to be able to play at this level. So what happens if this kid never makes it because he gets hurt or he makes a bad decision in college? Mm-hmm. You take, we should take the European model. Like, and, and mm-hmm. We're the only country that doesn't have professional athletes at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you take that model and bring it here, mm-hmm. then you have... You know, they can be professional well, athletes. At- yeah, well, let me say this. Let me just about it. We do have professional athletes at a very young age, but they're called tennis players. Mm, true. <laughs> true. They're called golf players. <laughs> That's true. So you're talking about a possibility of someone turning pro at the age of 13 as a basketball player. I say, why not? Why yeah, not? why if, not? If the parents are saying yes, then let them do it. Right. Yeah, I That's agree with true. that. That's true. Really interesting. So we're going to continue this conversation, um, you know, Throughout these podcasts, hopefully Dr. Kyle will be back yes, Dr. Uh, Kyle. with some more sports <laughs> stuff. But we want to switch gears back to what we always ask our guests. Oh, absolutely. My mic's messing up here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Got a little wire issue here. But um, Mr. Spence has a running question on there, and I didn't prepare yes. you people for this, this oh, so question. They'll, so they'll, be, they'll do fine. It'll be we'll fine. Have, we have a doctor. We have a guru. Yeah, a doctor fine. and a guru on set. So my, my question is, is, is really simple. But are either one of you petty? Do you have any petty moments? Can you kind of like... Sure. You have a student that comes into your classroom or your studio. Okay. Right? And for whatever reason, they leave. And then when they return, you say, no, you can't come back. Or, Or somebody calls you, right, on the phone. And you're not able to get to the phone. And then you call them right back. Mm -hmm. And then they don't answer. But then they call you right back and you say, you know what, I'm just not going to answer. Spike. Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> you're no. Not, you're not petty. No. Is that the Zen talking? That's yeah. Zen talking. I used to be like, I used to take things so petty. personal. Mm-hmm. Now I don't take anything personal. You okay. can't take things personal. So the cure to pettiness is going to yoga zen. and Zen. For me, it is. Everyone has their own way. But for me, you're, you're petty about something. It is something you're petty There's about. There's something that you're petty about. Mm-hmm. You've had better. You have some petty moments. Let's, doctor, what do we'll we go have? back to me. We'll go, yes. let me. Let me think about it. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I've changed a lot as well in my. Okay. I, I've, I've been in corporate America now for for going on ten years, mm-hmm. and when I first started, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a, a probably an uncomfortable letty, a level of uh, of pettiness that I probably wasn't, <laughs> and I probably wasn't all that proud of. But um, you know, I've had a lot of really important mentors mm-hmm. from a business perspective and also mm-hmm. a personal perspective in my life that have really kind of shed some light on that topic and 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 talked about not sweating the small things now am i at a point now where i'm not petty absolutely not and i think if anybody makes that comment they're, they're probably lying to some degree um, but if i had to point out one thing I, I the one thing that still gets on my last nerve is being asked the same question by the same person more than two or three Ooh, times that is having to repeat yourself yeah, yeah. that's tough Usually the person that's doing it is intoxicated, but yeah. <laughs> well, oftentimes, and then the other part of that too is it, it's petty because I it, I get aggravated, but I don't always necessarily get aggravated at the person. Then I start questioning myself and my delivery, and, mm-hmm. and, and how did I answer that person's question? Did I do the right thing? Right. Mm-hmm. So then the, then the pettiness turns into a little bit of uh, self consciousness, I guess, mm-hmm. and we start spiraling out of control. That's when I go to yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got gotcha. okay. Now, now you're totally dead. Because at first I was like, I don't get mad at my students. But no, definitely the past few years I've changed tremendously. Like I used to take things so personal and would like get mad over the little things. Who'd you park at today? I'm just curious. I parked over there. Hmm. You didn't want to park over here? 
I know. I didn't even think about coming up here. Is that like a petty thing? She's in the VIP lot in the back. Actually, I parked a little further. I wanted to walk a little bit. But I wanted to walk. Okay. I think for me, I think the one thing that still gets to me is when I feel like a family member or somebody really close to me just uses me for certain things instead mm. of and like not feeling appreciated. So instead of before, I would just just be bitter about it and mm. just you know make like have a pity party. Mm. And now I'm more so like. Well, what are they like? I, I changed my perspective. I put it in their perspective and not just. I used to just always be about me, about like, oh, it's no. all, all about me. Yeah, it used to be like that. And now I'm, I feel like with with yoga and Zumba mm. has really humbled me to be like, it's not always about you. Mm-hmm. You gotta put others first mm. and understand that they got a life going on too. So it's not about you. Mm. So, no. yeah. No. It's not. No. But I had to learn no. that. No. He's not gonna agree no. with you. Everything's about Everything's him. about him? <laughs> well, of course you have to be selfish, but you also have to be aware mm. of other people, too. Hear that, Kareem? No. You got to be aware. <laughs> no. He's got to have awareness. No. And, no. You know. No. Defi- yeah, define awareness. <laughs> no. I guess... Yeah, this is going to get real deep. <laughs> go, deep. go deep. Go deep, guru. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess, like, for me, like, I want to, like, travel and see the world, but at the same time, like... I feel there's this part of me that needs to be with the family and, and stay put with them. So I have to, like, you know, I have, like, my parents here, my grandparents here. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. people are dependent on me. So I want to be selfish and travel, but I also need to be aware of, like, my niece that looks up to me and wants me to be around mm-hmm. and, like, my sister who needs me. So I'm aware of them, but I also need to remember that I got to live my life mm-hmm. first, but also be sensitive to the people that... So what happens if you never get the opportunity to see the world? I'll probably resent that, and that's on me. So that's why yeah. I'm in. I'm in this. I'm actually going. I'm in this uncomfortable state of mind. Actually, this mm-hmm. past two weeks, I've been transitioning because I do want to teach English abroad. Like that mm-hmm. is my goal. It's been my goal for the past two years. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in the process of getting certified, but I'm going through this transition of like letting go of my family and just mm-hmm. escaping by myself, and it's really scary and vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going somewhere way far from what you guys no, tried to say. No, keep going. I'm sorry. No, I might... Keep going. You're helping. You are helping guess, someone like, that's watching. I so. should be selfish, but at the same time, I always put myself last. And I think that's that's what pit that petty moment for me, is I put myself mm. last, and instead of following my desire to travel, I put everyone before me. So what's it going to take for you to get to that space to be like, you know, I got to do this for me? Because at the end of the day, these people that you are so worried about made their own decisions and their own choices. Yeah. They, they put themselves in the situation that they currently are in. So I have to, why does it fall on I you? I have to, to let that go. That's, I'm learning to let that go. I'm learning to realize that I can't worry about everybody else's life. Mm-hmm. I got to worry about me, myself, mm-hmm. and I. But then I feel selfish also. So it's like I'm going through this. I mean, you guys can... I want to hear your point of view on that. Like, am okay, I making any sense? Right, here's, <laughs> here, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's times that when you don't take yourself and put yourself in different positions that you're not able to help other people. That's true. So you said that you have a niece that looks up to you. So do you want your niece to follow in your same footsteps whereas though that she's not willing to live the one life that she's given? I didn't love that perspective. I've never looked at it that way. That's why she talked to us. I never looked at it <laughs> that way. The empowerment perspective. I love that. Hey, we'll help you. You know what? Here's what happens. So you go across seas and you're doing your own thing. Now what happens is that you are encouraging your niece to be able to do the same thing and you have to take chances and take risks. But if you stay here in this little Mm -hmm. situation that you're in, you'll never know how much of an impact you can have on the lives of Mm -hmm. other people. Not only just your niece, but also your sister and other family members. 
Now, just to tie it into a personal experience, like mm-hmm. growing up, we never traveled anywhere. Like mm-hmm. we went on one vacation to Washington D.C. like once in my life. So the world to me was Glassboro, New Jersey. wasn't any mm-hmm. bigger than that. So now that I have kids and now that I've traveled, like my, my first trip abroad, real trip abroad, my brother took me maybe 10 years ago to Greece. And I mm-hmm. came back like, why do I live in the United States? Like, why am <laughs> I here? But the thought never ever crossed my mm-hmm. mind that the world is bigger. It took my older brother to say, you know, he went out there and traveled and he was like, look, there's a bigger world out there yeah. uh, for you to explore. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that to my kids. My kids are going to at least see, see and have the, the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. Then they can make their own decisions. Yeah. If you choose to stay here and do this, then yes. that's fine but at least I've exposed you yeah. to those things you going you going I'm going I'm going out there, out there. like uh, Kareem said it makes it so for your needs you, mm-hmm. she sees the possibility that's mm-hmm. like a beautiful way to look at it mm-hmm. So we're yeah. pretty. That's what we do here. We, yeah. We pretty things I, up. I don't mean to get deep. I'm, I'm just in this transition of like, uh-huh. I know this is what I want to do, but I have to learn to let go of the opinions and what people think of what I'm doing. I just got to mm-hmm. do it Yes. and just be comfortable doing it alone, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. so here's yeah. what's going to happen. Half the people, when you make your, ultimately you make your decision, half the people are going to be happy with whatever decision that you make. Yeah. And the other half of the people are not going to be happy. So you're Can't always everybody, to, and that's that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Is that you only mm-hmm. want to please half the people, but the only person that needs to be pleased in your decision is yeah. you. At the end of the day, yeah. that just got deep. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Yes. Everybody is, but we're mm-hmm. all, we also are our worst critic too. Yeah. But I say it all the time too that people are critics of stuff that they have not done themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know they always you know point your fingers. Even this, mm-hmm. with the podcast stuff mm-hmm. and stuff that we're doing, oh you yes. shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be saying that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, have you ever had a podcast before? Mm-hmm. Have you I listened no, to a no, podcast? I haven't had right? legs, but and yes. I expect it. Yeah. But as an educator, like you're not going to reach everybody, and, mm-hmm. and and I just listen to. I'm there for the people that want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just did that little speech in, in Chicago, and there's probably, you know, 50 people in there. I know mm-hmm. everyone wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. But that one, two, three people mm-hmm. that actually listen, mm-hmm. that's who I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and I just kind of live my life not worrying about mm-hmm. what other people think. Mm-hmm. And, or what they're doing. what they're doing. I mean, I have a responsibility to my family and things. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Decisions are, are made on that. But if, even on that level, mm-hmm. I tell my wife, like, I'm going on the road. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, make sure everything's straight. But I'm, mm-hmm. and ultimately, I'm going to do what I want to do. And mm-hmm. And because I know my heart's in the right mm. place. I can see if you were saying I'm going overseas to, to go crazy and mm-hmm. you know all this other yeah. nonsense. All right, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. let's <laughs> You gotta calm down. Yeah, I'm just gonna go overseas and I'm just gonna walk. Like where you going? I'm just gonna zoom all over all over Europe, I'm just gonna zoom everywhere. That is too funny. So pettiness. Love hmm. that question. You just opened up a bunch of that's what pettiness does. I like you it. Embrace. I like it. I had to you think about to, it for a second. You start like, to embrace your pettiness. I like your, I like your embrace, response, too. Embrace your inner pettiness. I do That's like good. that. How you said it, repeating your question. Like, mm. that is. It's like they're not listening, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But... It's tough. Cause people are just waiting for the opportunity to talk. They're not listening mm-hmm. to, to it. You know, you have to say a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. That, that is true. I mean, how, how often how often are you engaging in a conversation with somebody that they're really not even looking you in the eyes? They're not listening. Yeah. That and you know all they're thing. doing, I'm pop, I, and I'm doing it right here. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm like that All they're too. doing it, all they're doing is is already trying to think about their next their response. Next, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're having a hollow conversation going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and talk to somebody for a half hour, and absolutely mm-hmm. nothing's accomplished. I feel guilty mm-hmm. right now because 
and we talked about this running the podcast like I gotta worry about the sound and everything I'm not really listening to what people mm-hmm. say I'm just really thinking about what's the next no but that's, that's a good thing because now what happens is that you actually have to listen to the podcast yeah, I do. to I listen to what you were actually saying yeah, I said that <laughs> yeah there you go that's crazy bring up our numbers absolutely yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so we're gonna wrap this podcast up we can continue the conversation obviously when we're done but I want yes. people to know that we got some major things in the works absolutely um, by the end probably June hopefully mm-hmm. um, I can't make that announcement yet but it's something coming um, we're going down to Atlanta to the Innovative yes. Schools um, to, to talk about uh, hip hop um, and how to reach today's hip hop generation mm-hmm. but um, coming from these places and I, I do these today's lesson things but I can't ex- express more enough that when you go out there and put yourself out there you run into so many opportunities especially mm-hmm. when you're doing something good Every time we go to speak somewhere, we meet somebody that takes mm-hmm. us to this next journey. Just like we're going down to Atlanta, but it's, you're based off your pettiness. <laughs> we're going down there. Pettiness uh, brings you. Absolutely. Free, actually. Yes. <laughs> so shout out to them. Mm-hmm. But even still, like on the road, we use LinkedIn and we mm-hmm. going uh, link up with some people down there. They don't know us from Adam, but yes. they just know that you know they follow the podcast and know that we're doing great things, and they agreed to be on the podcast and building. Mm-hmm. We're gonna meet this guy Georgia Tech with some other stuff. So keep going out there and grinding, but also mm-hmm. look look for those opportunities. Um, I just posted in today's lesson about uh, work on your peripheral vision while you're working so when you're in these situations and you're working look for those opportunities it's mm-hmm. there and you gotta be ask yourself is it really uh, worth it for me to take it mm-hmm. and once you take those opportunities uh, but the important thing is a lot of you are sitting back and not doing anything you're waiting for these things to come to you mm-hmm. life is gonna pass you by yes. people are gonna run you over um, if you are just sitting there doing nothing so mm-hmm. go out there and try go see the world you know what's gonna happen don't be afraid to not to not to interject in that, no. but talking about the peripheral vision. On top of that, don't be afraid to, to switch a few different lenses in when you're looking at things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Don't be afraid to throw a different pair of glasses on and look at it from a different point of view. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so to close out with today's lesson, I know we talked briefly about mentorships. Um, make sure in any walk of life that you have and in any goals that you have in life, you need to surround yourself with people that yeah. are mentors that are mm-hmm. going to take you to the next yeah. level. And it's not just going to be one person. Mm-hmm. You need to build your team because there are certain people that are going to be able to do certain things for you. Absolutely. Um, whether it's a spiritual, whether it's a physical, whether it's from a business standpoint, you've got to put yourself around people that have done it before mm-hmm. also um, and, and, and listen to them and, and you'll be able to become successful um, and they're going to take you so far and then they're going to let you go so mm-hmm. that you can fly and understand that and then you're going to have to find new people Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. as you keep climbing um, so you can't live in a bubble you have to um, you know get your team together and make sure it's it's the right players on that team mm-hmm. to get you to that next level so um, I'm going to give a couple shout outs to books I forgot about that um, Obviously life music, life music is out there Pete mm-hmm. Castellano has a book out there um, Autumn Autumn. Princess Inc um, They have a book um, Shalanda Austin mm-hmm. has a book So, um, And anyone else that, that has any type of books That they have you know, Just contact us you know, We bring you on the show Talk about your book You know, mm-hmm. Give you a platform to discuss some of the things that, And experiences that you've had so. Absolutely. We're still looking for sponsors too We're here at Cassiano's in Hamilton 
Uh, thank you for uh, you know being a great host to us. Yes, good uh, coffee too. Yes, great coffee. And we're going to make sure yeah, we're gonna get some cookies. Yeah, we're going to get some cookies. Salad. More than one. More than we're going to get her some cookies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay. yes. cookies. Yes. So until next time, yes. those out on Facebook Live, thanks for uh, rocking with us today. Um, check us out www.theempowermentperspective.com. We're also on Podbean, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram. You name it, we're on there. Trying to get to Spotify, about to get there soon. And I'm trying to crack the net on uh, Tyler. They don't even have podcasts on Tyler. But I'm going to try to be the first one on. Hove, holla at us. Yes, sir. So until next time, stay empowered.